0: All right, Vince, uh, you're coming on uh, for the first time ever on the St. Paul Filmcast. Um, I am. Yeah, so I was going to give a little sound bit. Um, actually, the podcast we did, the Nick and Vince podcast, is going to be now under the umbrella of the St. Paul Filmcast. That's what really I cool. So And um, the Nick and Vince podcast um, is probably going to be expiring by December. Sure. And then the uh, Nick and Vince will be under the umbrella of the St. Paul Filmcast. Very cool. It's not really going away. But it's just kind of like corporate merges, you know. Hey,
1: things happen. Things happens, yeah. Right, right. Future progr- uh, progress, we call it, right? Isn't that called progress? <laughs> progress. Destruction but uh, of one thing. And...
0: Um, even though it's not December. So technically, you still are kind of a guest. So we have a, a thing on the St. Paul Filmcast. The guest gets to dedicate the po- episode to whatever they like. So what would you like to dedicate this episode for?
1: Oh, uh, well, I'd love to dedicate this episode to my, my lovely wife and stepson.
0: Right, you, be, you just got married. I yeah. just
1: got married yeah. uh, a little more than a month ago. So, yeah, I'd like to dedicate this uh, to them.
0: Like it. All right. Congratulations. Filmcast, uh, should we do it the old way? I'm Nick. And I'm Vince. All right, well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it the old way. Um, a couple of announcements before we get started talking about the Omen. Uh, the 1976 Omen. I was going to say, which one are we talking about? Because we
1: didn't specify. I'm like, okay, right. Nick's an originalist. That's
0: that's my fault because I'm such a old, I'm an old guy. When I say the Omen, I mainly go to 1976. And I, and I actually doing my research. I forgot, oh, crap, they did this in 06 because of six. six six. Yeah, yeah, when they came out, yeah.
1: Well, also it had Liv Schreiber in it.
0: Right, Liv Liv. Yeah.
1: I hope I pronounced that correctly. I think I did, right?
0: Liv Schreiber. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, I I really liked him. I really enjoyed him as in the role, but as you said, we're talking about the original yeah. Um, I don't think the remake did that well because they never did a Damien 2 remake,
0: right? Right, right. The, the, <laughs> this, and the, the original one did. Okay, a couple of announcements before we get five. started. Um, I, it was great seeing people at Crypticon. Uh, Dan and I did a panel discussion at Crypticon. So we talked about um, some people who were interested in um, independent um, filmmakers who were interested in getting on podcasts. And we talked about really? the, kind of the benefits of coming on a podcast. And really, some people think they kind of know what the podcast is. So we kind of clear up some you know ideas or questions about what a podcast is and what you can do with it
1: it's interesting you bring that up like what you can do with the podcast because again i I know that recently like you know gratitude toward podcasting has been like a thing that's been like kind of like brought up like hey you know podcasters do do a lot for a a lot of different industries right oh yeah and and all sorts of art forms and, and things and so it it, it it is amazing that you can do a lot with it.
0: Yeah, so it was nice to meet some people, and hopefully we'll, we'll talk to them some more and come on their uh, things, or they'll come on ours to talk about their projects, whatever. Um, I got to get to see a movie. Uh, David uh, Palomaro, I hope I say his name right, I practice it, invited me to see the screening of his film, Murdered Made Easy.
1: Murder. Made easy. Yeah,
0: and it was kind of like a who you done it. You know, it's one of those Agatha Christie, you go to the dinner party, you know, the clue and who's doing it all the murdering. Sure. And uh, in fact, he had a contest. So he gave me the like a little flyer with all the pictures and you're like, circle who you think is going to survive or who's going to get murdered. <laughs> so circle who you think is going to survive or put an X who you think's going to get murdered. And if you did you it,
1: have to do that before the movie started, or yeah, did yeah, because throughout the movie, no, no,
0: no, I, um, I had to do it before the movie. And um, I'll I'll just say this: my guess of who's gonna survive was the first person to go. No. <laughs> so you only had to do it like basically based off a of character name. Right? Yeah, right. yeah, but was, I did, when I watched the movie, I, I gave myself a kind of a, I was like, oh, of course. You're like, like I'm out, it. Yeah, right. What was the prize anyway? Oh, uh, it was like a package deal, like some uh, board games and like a like a, a you get it already pre uh, before the the movie has a movie hasn't come out yet, so it doesn't come out to next next year but, but made did it.
1: somebody win the prize or was Gosh, it you know what i don't remember oh. i
0: know he gave it to after the end of the movie i don't remember somebody won but it was nice to see that i mean i was massively impressed and i'm not it was actually a really good movie really? it was really i was really impressed with it it could it, it looked like it could be a stage play because it's in one room and you know in dinner guests you could do exit in exit out and stage and you keep the play. It could have been a stage play, even though it's, it might have been a stage play. Well, didn't, yeah. like
1: many early movies were stage plays brought to screen right. plays, right? Hence the name screenplay, right? And there's been many a different uh, yeah. famous movies where basically the whole movie takes place in a single room. Right. Right. So it, it's tough to do, obviously, right? Because you right. have to be able to keep people entertained. You don't really get those breaks of scene changes to past time. Yep. Right. I, so it, it sounds like it's an
0: interesting film. It's an interesting film. I, I I like it's almost like Agatha Christie, you know. And then there were none, where everybody goes in the on the island and slowly people are dying. It's kind of like uh, Dallas M for Murder, where you know who did the murder, but it's you know it's one of those well crafted whodunits.
1: So now I know nowadays people don't really wear watches anymore, right? Right. Yeah. I I know when I used to go to the movies and I used to wear a watch. I, w- I would I would kind of judge a movie based on There you go with <laughs> I would look at the watch, right? Saying, okay, is it almost done yet? Right? right. You know, okay. like, I yeah. did I did that the other day when I went and saw Johnny English, right? I literally like pulled out the phone and go, oh, okay, when's this? Okay, it started here. When's this gonna be over with? Right?
0: Yeah. None of that.
1: None of that. So no. it was a really good movie. It progressed. No. You it's didn't... a wonderful payoff at the
0: end. Awesome. So, Murder Made Easy. Also, uh, we made some friends over the weekend. Uh, I would say a shout out to the Miscast Entertainment. That's a YouTube channel. Um, they're kind of, kind of hanging out with us. I would say um, uh, give it a listen to Billy D's uh, interview podcast. Um, he's advertising on this one. So Billy D's interview podcast. He gets wonderful guests. Got Billy D's. It. Billy D's, yeah. Um, the Omen. Ho, ho, ho Can he do it? I can't do this. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so I've never you,
1: been good at doing that kind of stuff.
0: I I, I think the first time I saw this, for Jaws, you know, it's one of those movies that I before I seen the beginning, I saw pockets of it before I really sat down and watched it from the beginning. Well, I wouldn't
1: be surprised if everyone that is yeah. listening to this podcast has heard of The Omen. There are right? the other one, yeah. Right? Maybe they don't know everything about it. Maybe they only seen the remake. But I think everyone's familiar with the tale, yeah. Right, um, of it. Did yeah. you want to give a quick synopsis of the
0: movie? Uh, we'll go sure. as we go. But yeah, yeah, definitely the story is the kid's supposed to be the devil's kid. Devil yeah. Incarnate, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. giving any of things that have been around for four, longer than... It's older than I am, so... Oh,
1: my God, spoiler alert, right? We should <laughs> we should mention, spoiler alert, that this movie will contain spoilers about the movie The Omen.
0: And I, 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 I might have a little confession. I may have acted like Damien when it was my turn to go to church, too. Oh. I, I made a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, no! Oh. Yeah. No! It, very, right.
1: very... Very creepy movie. Now yeah. this movie came out originally what year?
0: Came out in the fall of nineteen seventy six. Was that,
1: this before or after The
0: Exorcist? This is after. Okay, uh, after yeah, and because the uh, Mary's baby. Oh, I was bringing this to you. Oh, what, I'm, what, I'm, I'm interrupted. I'm my, sorry. My note, well, my notes are see-through. It must be my notes are transparent <laughs> through you. Yeah, I got yeah. that great of vision. So, of course, yeah, counterculture goes mainstream, 60s, and so people are like, whoa. You know, so, you know, religion, theology kind of spiked up in all these movies about devil being part of it became popular in corporate movies, you know, and there wasn't just independent filmmakers. And this is really there. before the yeah.
1: slasher films.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: this predates our Jason's by a few years.
0: Uh, Because, uh, yeah. well, And yeah, Freddie. And Freddie. Well, and then Halloween came out in 78. Um, and then Omen came out in 76. So, uh, yeah, 68, Rosemary's Baby, with everybody was shocked about. That was a big shock. Um, then you have, like, a lot of movies with, uh satan in him because you have in the in the blood of say Sa- satan's claw came on 70 i think was this um, also
1: around the time of mccarthyism or post mccarthy after yeah right
0: post- this is 70s yeah um so you have like i drank your blood came on the 70s the devil's reign which is one of the worst horror movies. Over. So the, and you don't say
1: the worst horror movie. Do you mean not even fun to watch? It's not so even bad. good. Huh? Not even enjoyable to watch. Not even a B movie. Hey, no. slash you're awesome. No. not even with a riff rax track.
0: So what I'm trying to establish is when the Omen came out, I think that it's the crescendo of devil movies. kind of gone away. It's kind of on the downslide. We're on the coda of just people've had a fill of it. Right. How can you do yeah. the exorcist? Right. Right. So, um, and then, uh, you know, after the Omen, you have a Omen 2, and you have the Omen... So it did did successful. This was a huge blockbuster. There was
1: like four or five sequels or something. I can't remember. I, I, right now, yeah, I just no. got
0: Omen 3. Um, then after... The Omen. You got some from the '80s, like The Prince of Darkness. Remember John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness? Oh yeah. Um, remember Arnold Schwarzenegger did one, End of Days with the devils in it, um, Devil's Advocate with Al Pacino, Angel Heart, which is a phenomenal. Yeah, that
1: was a uh, interesting movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, the elevator movie, 2010, with the movie called something called The Devil. Remember they're all trapped in the elevator. Yes. One of them's the devil. Yeah.
1: You don't want to kind of give away so, the so. And his,
0: it, essence, I'm trying to explain is. We, had a, we got a saturated market. This is at the end, 76. It's kind of dwindling of putting Satan and cults and Satan's cults and stuff in movies.
1: People are like, I've seen it. It's right, like and it. I
0: think it's almost like people, when they try to sell it, we're having a tough time. Oh, really? You know, come on. we already done somebody of these before. The Exorcist, I don't know if it could be successful. So, uh, I want to have his name. So
1: obviously, someone took a risk.
0: Well, uh, Harry, Harry Barnard. Harry Barnard was a... Las Vegas promoter, which is funny. This whole started from a guy from Las Vegas in the city. Right? right. <laughs> Go figure. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I was going to also bring up, this is kind of like the emergence of Satanism. Remember, like, the Satanic Bible and anti... If you it, play your record backwards. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So, right. it's always in the, everybody's. Everybody's kind of... It's like... Con- the consensus around the 70s was somehow Satan's always involved in everything that's going bad. and, and Don't listen to Kiss. Right? Yeah. So every uh, uh, Harry Barnard, he's in Vegas. He's doing a promoter. He's been a producer of a couple exploitation films and was successful doing that. So like The Mac and I can't remember the other one. And they were making money. Well, he wanted to do another movie. And his Las Vegas promotional partner, Um, Chazesh says Why don't we just do A devil movie It makes money Every time you put The devil in something It makes money Right Right. And when
1: (laughs) When did Charlie Manson Do his thing
0: Oh gosh It had to be just Almost a little bit after
1: Was it after Uh, this came out It had to be
0: Yeah Yeah No Before
1: I think it was before right Right, Definitely
0: Definitely before why do you do this to me?
1: I don't know. I'm sorry. I, you know you keep talking. I'll keep Google. I'm not Google. We don't have a we don't we don't have a producer to look
0: this right, stuff right. up for us. Um. So he's uh, uh. Harry Martin wants to make a movie, and um. His buddy Robert Mongol, his uh. Promotional buddy, suggests he wants you to do that, and Harry comes up with kind of a soft outline of what he wanted for the movie, and he's looking for a screenwriter, and he comes up with David uh. Seltzer. David Seltzer kind of turned him down at first time and said, no, I don't want to do that. Um, and then David Seltzer, and I'm quoting it, this is from the documentary making of The Omen, said that, uh, you know what, I, I I thought about it, and you know what, I never read the Bible. Maybe this gives me a good chance to sit down and actually read the thing to come up with a story. So it's kind of funny, the guy who did The Omen oh. never read the Bible to begin with, and so he concentrated more in Revelations to come up with a craft a story of The Omen.
1: That... That is, um, that's incredible. So it, it looks like Manson operated in the summer of 1969. Sounds about right. And yeah. so this came out after Sounds that, good. right? And I think maybe that had something to do with it, to fuel. I think it,
0: what I'm trying to establish is in the 70s and late 60s, devil is always getting, every poppy culture Film, books, movies—the kind culture, the some aspect of devil and Satan was involved, and then the horror movies, and that—that—that—that's why I think slasher that stuff films. Was scary, man. Well, that's why I think slasher films took a huge Jeep because people get bombarded with this so much, for looking for something new, and that was just a nice flip your pace, well everybody right? you, t- you get tired of the yeah and then it didn't really go away people like i mentioned the movies before it continued on yeah.
1: right but not in such volume oh, yes yeah. well spaced out right.
0: right all right so it took six weeks to david to write a script and he titled it th- six weeks yeah six weeks he kicked it on six weeks that's so he, awesome uh, and they titled it antichrist um and then his name was mace Newfeld. he worked with harry before producing he's a hollywood agent Went around everywhere to sell this thing, and it didn't really sell. And eventually, Warner Brothers picked it up because Warner Brothers did Exorcist, right? So he figured, well, if they did the Exorcist, you know, they would be interested. And um, he sold it, I think, in seventy four to Warner Brothers. And the contract was, if they didn't work on it within a year, they get the film back. And everybody, you know and then you get the refund and everything. So to well, they the, get to keep the money, yeah.
1: right? And they get the movie back. If Warner Brothers doesn't move on in any year, is that what the deal was? Right,
0: yeah. So um, the contract was a new, the, it was going to expire, and then Mace Newfeld gave the script to Richard Donner. So Richard Donner was before that, never made a feature film. He's always working in television.
1: Was it still with Warner Brothers?
0: At the time, Mace was, yeah, still at Warner Brothers. Okay. And, um... The, the contract's gonna be up in two days, and this is what it's like. Hey, we gotta do something, we gotta move this, or you know. So, uh, Richard looked at it and he's like, I'll take it because he liked the script. He thought there was some promise to it. Now, what and had
1: Richard done up to that point?
0: Just TV, just episodes of Westerns, television, commercials. He never really did a full feature film. He wanted to do a full feature film, and he knew he needed something to do, something big to get, you know. Very because cool. in two years, he's doing like Superman and Superman 2, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, it, now it's in the hands of Richard Donner And Richard Donner goes to Alan Land Jr., the guy at 20th Century Fox And says, you need to do this movie <laughs> Alan Land Jr. is like, I already turned it down I'm not gonna, do it. you need to do this movie And, you know, that's the nice thing about all High there is some gamblers and risk takers that were back in the day But, um, Alan Land said, yeah, let's do it So, they, um needed people, right? They they got Pretty Such a Fox picked it up and
1: From Warner Brothers. Yeah. Okay. To and, actually produce and make the film.
0: Yeah. And the what the it, what Richard Donner's input is from what the original content was, he wanted to push it to make it seem plausible and not really horrific. That all these circumstances could be freaky accidents or maybe just signs of Things like, yeah, right. You succeeded. Yeah.
1: If you've never seen the original, you really should. Yes. Film, you know, movies at the time have a much different feel than today's movies. Yeah. But it is really a well written script. Yeah. And and it it is scary because of how how plausible it is.
0: Well, and it's that was a whole, I think Richard Donner realized that the central character, uh, Gregory Peck's character, who screws up at the beginning by replacing kids and not telling his wife. (laughs) You know, remember that's the beginning of the movie. His wife has a baby and the baby died, and they'd be like, Well, you could just switch to this baby and don't tell anybody and
1: In the original, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so Richard Donner wanted to emphasize this guy's slow develop of paranoia to what am I seeing here is actually maybe a sign of bad things or just really freak accidents that's coming along because remember his world is getting better, right? He becomes an ambassador. He's you now making a lot more money. He's much he, bigger. He, yeah. His life's getting, his life is getting much better and everybody else is around him. His life's getting crappier or dying or dying. <laughs> so before Richard Peck, uh, Richard Donner, uh, Gregory, before Gregory Peck, um, Richard Donner, uh, Give it to Charles Heston, said no. Uh, he didn't like the content. Because Charles Heston, you know, he said Moses and uh, Ben-Hur. So. He's
1: like, hey, man, you've got a lot of experience playing these Bible characters. Would you please do this one more time?
0: Yeah, and, and uh, Char, uh, Charles Heston was contract, I think. I can't remember the company, but he did three disaster movies you know like earthquake and
1: did he do them. like the towering inferno he
0: wasn't in that one he wasn't but, in that no, one not in that one but like earthquake and stuff like that and he did a bunch of those like Sol- solvent green and so he wasn't really he was pretty active in the 70s for being like in his 40s yeah yeah all right so here's the thing is they want to give it to gregory peck to see if he likes it a month before they give it to him gregory peck's son committed suicide he was, he's 30 years old. His name is Jonathan Peck. And, really? Alan, and Alan Ladd's like, I don't want to give him this script to this guy, <laughs> right? And then, you know, Gregor Peck's agent goes, just give it to him. See what he's, you know, give it to him. And with the music, the, with the astonishment, he said, yeah, I'll do it. And I think he just wanted to work. Just go ahead and work again.
1: Sometimes you do. Plus also, you know, just because of the, you know, the subject matter is still like a spiritual matter. Also, you know, it's, Obviously, yeah. it speaks to some people more than others, right? It right. being in, in 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 um based in Christianity, right?
0: Oh yeah, it's all it's all yeah
1: right. Versus say Judaism, right? Which there is no devil in, in the hell and such, right? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. so there is that aspect, and for for a lot of people, sometimes you know who are spiritual but maybe aren't practicing, maybe like. Something that kind of tested his faith.
0: Right. In real, in real life. Through real life, yeah. Yeah. So, um, they, and then when once Gregor pecked in, it gave it, like Richard Donner said, it gave a sense of class, right? Because I don't think anybody else... Huge name, right? Yeah, because the funny thing is, Charles Bronson wanted to do it, and they said no to him.
1: Uh, no one has a death wish here, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think it gives a sense of austere class
0: to it. Well, There's yeah, Gregory because the, the name
1: Gregory Peck would be the same as uh, modern day today. As even Sam Jackson gets attached to something, right? Or, or like
0: something like George Clooney, you know, George Clooney, maybe something like that. Somebody with debonair to them.
1: Who played the natural?
0: Oh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford, right? Redford, he gets something. attached, to him. yeah, because yeah,
1: they're about the same age at the time, right? Yeah,
0: and in, and uh, you know, Gregory Peck did some remarkable classical roles. You know, I mean, he did. Um, he did like Atticus Fitch, he did Atticus Fitch, he did um, Roman Holiday with Audrey Hepburn, which is kind of a and rom-com. That's to Kill a Mockingbird, by the way, right? Atticus Fitch, yeah, Kill a Mockingbird. And he's done these classy, you know, films. Um, he also did a movie called Duel in the Sun, have you ever seen that one? No, I with can't. With Jennifer Jones? no it is it's overly cinematic it's just saturated cinema it's a wonderfully shot movie is it technicolor it's technicolor yeah it's so technicolor they wanted it to pop that they painted cactuses to make it really emphasize the green yes
1: painted the cactuses
0: in the desert to make the color it's really remarkably looks good but it is one of the worst stories ever And so the nickname for The Duel of Sun is called Lust in the Dust.
1: (laughs) Lust in the Dust.
0: That's hilarious.
1: But, you know, everyone has, like, a bad movie.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, this was supposed to be, like, Gone with the Wind in the Desert, and it just does not work. It didn't work. No, it does not work.
1: This is (laughs) post-apocalyptic. Yeah.
0: So in the fall of 1975, before we were around, this began shooting, and they did two locations, Britain and Rome. So, the fall of 76. Very appropriate, yeah. Yeah, and usually they had to do some reshirts in January of 76, and this came out in 1976. Oh. Um, if you look up, YouTube has a wonderful documentary about it called The Omen Legacy, where I'm using a lot of my notes from this. Um, and it's narrated by Jack Palance. I think you know who Jack Palance is. Remember Jack Palance? Yeah, that rough looked look face. He was the bad guy in Batman. He's the hit. Yeah, Jack Palance. Oh, come on. City Slickers. City Slickers, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. So, who was he in City Slickers? He's uh, Curly. The He won the Oscar for that. Remember, he won an Oscar for playing okay, Curly? No, I, I just, and I, he I, started doing one on push ups in front of everybody, and he's like 70 years old. <laughs> right? Hey,
1: sometimes, you know, there's a lot of actors and actresses yeah. out there. So, he
0: hosted, he is um, narrating the documentary called Omen Legacy. It's all about the making of the Omen. And yeah, I know you're distracted. <laughs> And, and um, the funny thing is, uh, another interesting point of Jack Palance uh, narrating the documentary, The Making of the Omen, is his daughter's in the movie. Who, is she, the, who is she in the movie? And she plays the first nanny. Oh, and yeah. Have,
1: there's, there's a number of different nannies.
0: Right. The first nanny uh, who wants to give Damien a birthday gift for his wonderful birthday. Here, Damien. It's all for you, right? Yeah. It's all for you, Damien. Which is very interestingly shot. I think Richard Donner crafted that scene wonderfully because remember everybody—it's a kind of—it's supposed to be a big spectacle birthday, right? And you see the spectacle, but then you start because clo- he's an
1: ambassador at this time, right? Yeah, so it's Damien's like, birthday. Yeah, it's his birthday, and, and it's so. shot.
0: If you look back, it's shot. I think remarkably that you focus on you get like A couple headshots of people, so you don't get this scope. You get it really intimate, and then you hear her, right? And you don't know where she is. She's ta- calling for him, Damien. Damien and everybody, well, who, where, you know, which will kind of happen, you know, who's, and then you see Gregory Peck look up there and then he's like, what the heck? And then that big shock value of her, what she did. And still the first time you ever see, like, you got to be kidding me.
1: Right? Yeah. It's just, it, it, it's, it was, uh, it was like, whoa. But how that she, could happen.
0: That could happen. But the the operation, how she does what she did, she looks very mechanical, right? She almost looks like she's what? She looks like she's completely wiped over.
1: That it's not necessarily her.
0: Right. Almost that like she's
1: under the control of somebody. Or it looks something like it's, else. but she
0: does it. It's very mechanical. She just drops her open and she just. Do, yeah. Right. It's a good scene. But that's Jack Palace's daughter, Holly. Interesting. <laughs> and of course, then um, Damien gets a second nanny, Mrs. Baylock. You remember Mrs. Baylock? She's kind of like mom. She's very, she looks like the complete opposite of Mary Poppins. It's yes. like an evil Mary Poppins. A little scarier. Right? right. Her hair is all wound up tight and everything, and she looks like she's got a rod up her back. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: she, she's not going to give you a spoonful of sugar to help that medicine go down. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's wonderful. I think the, the the nice scene in the movie is, remember she in, the first time she introduces herself to Damien? The room is very dark. It's like very dark, but there's fire in the background behind Damien. Like the fireplace is going, and yeah. Damien's laying. And she's like, "I'm here, and nobody else is going to harm me." And she's like pledging to this little boy, almost. Oh yeah, yeah. She,
1: it I, I believe she was like sent by the group, right? I mean, like yeah. she's a follower. She knows who Damien is,
0: right? But i that whole scene is just dripping with metaphor. How he looks like, yeah. You're. I expect you to do what you're doing, and fire in the background because you know it's the pet. Damien fire, fire right it. yeah it's just, and it's very dark the room is just dripping with darkness all around
1: the whole yeah. movie is kind of like that and that's the yeah. that's the thing with this movie is that that's the tone is that it's these people that have devotion and it's not like you know, nowhere does it claim really in the movie that anyone's possessed by anything, right? Right. It's not like possession. It's all suggestion. Yes. It. It's all like someone's yeah. own free will to choose to do this, right? Well, it is um,
0: Gregory Peck's choice as uh, Thorn. This as his character's Thorn, to, all right, you don't have the gall to tell your wife that your child's dead and then you're going to replace her without telling her. Which kind of gives him a reserved performance, doesn't it? Right.
1: And you know, you kind of would think almost though, as the mom, like, this ain't my kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's
0: there, I think. Uh, you would know,
1: you kind of have like a, isn't I mean, I know that there's been instances that switched at right. birth, right? You know, yeah, there's very much a
0: disconnect, um, a divorce between how she handles Damien. Remember, there's a scene where he's being annoying, he's throwing pool balls everywhere, and then she's having a screaming headache, and she's just. Take that kid out of here. You know, yeah. it's not like take my son out of here. I've had enough of him. You know, so there's a there's a vile disconnect. It's like it. there's no
1: bonding there.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's no re- no real relationship between the two, and it's like it's like Damien would have no problem just all right, mom, and sli- you know slit her throat.
0: Um, you know? I was asking the, the nice aspect of uh, Martin Benson. He plays I the priest that offers the child to. Gregory Peck in the beginning, and if you see this, it's very dark. It's, he can barely see the baby, and he sleeps. He just sneaks in like a snake into the scene, and he's the one that started all this. And remember, he he remember he has a something neurotic happen to him, and he writes where the grave is on a stone. Yeah, almost like a consequence of the Martin Benson. But I like that scene dip because we can when you get the introduction of the baby instead of being jubilant, it's very dark. And he just drips in there like he just came out of nowhere,
1: right? Birth of a new child is normally yeah. a celebration, not because not like some dark, dreary, you know, because it, it it's taking place during the rain during a storm, is it not?
0: Of course it is. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know, and, it, and like if I'm remembering this correctly, it's like raining, stormy yeah. weather outside, yeah. right? And it's 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 a hall shadowy, you know, and and the the relationship to like Rosemary's baby is is to me, very, right there with the baby switch.
0: There's a slight mystery component to this, right?
1: Right, because, like, the yeah. same thing with, like, Rosemary's baby. She thinks she has her baby, and her baby kind of gets switched, right? Yeah. That that grows inside her, so there's definitely a relationship there to, to Rosemary's baby, but one of my favorite parts, though, is when the priest gets it.
0: Ah, Patrick Horton. Yes. Yeah, sounds good to get to that. Um, Patrick Horton was Doctor Who number two. The Do- doctor, he, he, doctor. He's never he, called Doctor Who. The doctor. He was the second doctor.
1: You don't ever call Doctor Who Doctor
0: Who? No. That's just a phrase because he identifies himself as, who are you? I'm the doctor. And what's your natural response to that? Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so you I, always never, refer- I never knew that. That's referring to that because you always, he's, I'm, who are you? I'm the doctor. Well, <laughs>
1: doctor. So no one ever says his name in the show.
0: Nobody. He never refers to himself as doctor. And man.
1: does everyone else always just refer to him as doctor?
0: No, they always. Yeah. Well, that he's the doctor, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he, Patrick was the second doctor. Interesting. The weather vane scene from All Saints Church in Fulton um, was very well crafted because it. This is before CGI, where you can show everything. And um, it was a simple construct of just attaching fish wire to the top of the weather vane and just pulling it. Really? Yeah. Now, it it's a mathematical measurement of him standing where he is. They make sure it gets close as possible to him when it touches the ground, right? Yeah. It never went through him and never does. It's a wonderful performance that he does standing there. <laughs> you know, you get the stunt when he goes, the eyes reach. No! Yeah. And you boom you know, the added special effects. He just stands there and then he collapsed. It's wonderful acting. That's awesome. The weather completely behind him the entire time. And it's still, I know that, but it looks wonderful. Because there's not blood anywhere or anything, right. but it's just the shock of it, like, whoa! Right.
1: It is, it is. It, um, You know, the suspense in the movie in, is, is really one of those types of movies that, like, keep you up at night. As a kid,
0: well, it's the music, it's the tone, right? I think the music. There's all the, the creepiness. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, it's yeah.
1: so creepy. Um, versus, it's I kind of see it as like you know poltergeisty in terms of the scare level, be- oh, yeah. because even like with the movie Poltergeist, where it was a plausible poltergeist thing, right? It wasn't like. Slimer, Ghostbusters type of poltergeist. It was but
0: like, there's some horrible scenes to it. You know, the whole dream sequence of pulling your face apart and all that. Yeah, there's that, definitely you know, some the, of that. Swimming stuff. with you know corpses and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's nothing school. like that in here. It's the power of suggestion. Yeah, your, your brain. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: even more so in here is where yeah. it's like it's all like in your imagination. Right.
0: Well, and, that's the whole point. Because that's how they sold it. Because they would have these on un- advertised on buses. Are you having a bad day, or are you seeing the omen? Right. Oh, seriously. Right. Yeah. Are you having a? It's all this question, like, are you seeing the signs, or you're not paying attention? The omen. And that's how <laughs> they sold it to people. Oh, be- I didn't know Beginning, that. and then they would. Um, I forgot to mention be, um, when principal shooting happened they changed the title to call because when they did principal shooting in 1975, it, the, the title of the screenplay was now called the birthmark. The birthmark. <laughs> yeah. Cause remember the the discovery that the son of the son of Satan will always have the birthmark of six, six, six on his head. The and mark. Yeah. yeah. The mark. The mark of the yeah. beast. Right. Well, that sounds kind of, it doesn't give the weight that something like the omen says. You know, if you say the prophecy, right? right? Anything to do with prophecy. uh, Prophecy or something. Yeah, that's a a good title to it. Um, Casting, we still haven't, um, so they have to find a boy. And Richard Donner's like, all right, we got to find the kid. He's got to be the right kid or this movie is just going to not do right.
1: Right? E.T. went well later on because of the kid, right? Right?
0: Um, So they cast it for like, I think the the documentary says they cast it for two days straight. four kids every four kids a minute just looking for somebody and finally I a lot of kids to see it, really. um then they saw um harvey stevens that's the little boy's name in the and richard donner said well he was good enough that we had a one-on-one session with him finally he got called what did we could say call back nowadays yeah yeah call, call back. back yeah call back call you back yeah and so he had one-on-one session with richard donner and he goes all right kid i want you to come after me and I want you to keep coming after me even after I say you're done. And he goes, that kid ran up to me and punched me right in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't stop. He's, all right, right, right. <laughs> You should have told me to keep going, bro. I'm going. What's the safe word? <laughs> and Richard Donner's like, all right. Because he was a blonde, so Dyer's hair black and uh, let's go. And the kid had, I don't think he I think Harvey didn't, too young at the time, know what the movie was. I didn't sure. think. It, I think he's. I mean, I think it. How per- old was he? Well, how old was? It's supposed to be ten years old, right? Because he's supposed to be born in sixty six. So he had to be like ten, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Right. So it at six, 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 nineteen sixty six. So he had to be like maybe ten years old, okay. or less, or something like that.
1: So he probably was like twelve years old then.
0: Slightly, yeah. But he's so introverted. He's so quiet, right? He hardly says anything.
1: Doesn't say, like, does he even have, like, lines? I don't
0: think he does have very many lines. He's
1: got very few lines. He usually yeah. does all his stuff with stairs and stuff. Right. And, like, it's almost like it's a telekinesis
0: right. type of thing is going well, on. Well, uh, yeah, he's got, I mean, he looks it looks like he just could, he's looking right through you, man. He looks, yeah. He's got that look that he's just going to, yeah. He knows what's up.
1: I'm going to rip your soul <laughs> apart, right? He's got that look on him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now,
0: one of the uh, most famous scenes is Lee Remick, the wife. Of her fall from the land, from the stairs up above when she's fixing a light bulb. And um, it's wonderful because Lee's like, I'm not gonna do a fall. I'm not doing that. And so they had to construct, well, how could we get her to look like she's falling? And um, they constructed, painted a a stair. They put her on the dolly and they flipped the stage. So she's standing on a dolly and then she rotates herself so it looks like she's falling. That's why you never see her feet when she's on that part where she's falling, oh. and then they did the last two seconds of all right now you know the last two stunt put, your yeah, <laughs> put your face yeah put your face and then oh, no never never was a stunt double she oh. did all of it she did all of it yeah but the when she looks like she's fallen, it's flipped on the so she's standing they just flipped the and right they,
1: they just made the stage
0: yeah and what do you think is the floor is actually a part of a wall yeah so she just pirouetted herself right and they. You know, because eventually the remember the fishing bowl fell first, so you need a measurement always in movies of the death. You know how devastating this is going to be. So the that's why the fishing bowl. Right,
1: you always have to have an initial object fall to show how large that fall is going to be. Oh yeah,
0: how devastating is and they're supposed to have goldfish. Even Richard Donner was like, I don't want gold. So they bought a can of sardines and they paid him gold. Seriously. So paint right? it's like I don't want live goldfish. I don't want to do that. So they put they bought a can of sardines. I want some sneaky sardines that put I some gold. <laughs> paint them gold, put them in a fishing bowl, and launched a fishing bowl. And in fact, if you've seen the scene of Lee Remick falling, they nailed sardines to the wall and painted them. <laughs> <laughs> Movie, now I gotta go watch it. Movie yeah, magic. Like movie magic. Yeah. Yeah. But you remember prior to that is when he's riding the bike, right? He's going in circles in the bedroom and Mrs. Balak's watching him. Yeah. It's almost like he's mechanically winding himself up to do something devastating. You know, he's getting, I'm getting ready to kill somebody. And then she just like nonchalantly opens the door, off like almost like a top, going off, okay, off you go. And then he just bolts right to the chair. Yeah. Mommy. <laughs> Don't need you anymore. Um, there is slightly kind of an investigation, right? Which Gregory Peck's kind of like, "What the hell's going on?" So he's seeking people, and remember he it, it's the photojournalist of David uh, Warner, David yes. Warner, who was actually the bad guy in uh, Tron, if you remember him. Yeah, the he's ba- the top. Yeah, the bad guy in Tron. Really? Yes, yes. But he is the journalist. Remember they go in the room of the priest's room and it's all newspapers and crosses and everything. Yeah. And, and they totally stole that scene in The Mouth of Madness with Sam. Remember Sam DiO? Remember when he goes crazy and his room is all crosses and everything? Yes. Yeah. I think they got that from the movie Mouth of Madness. They stole that from this movie, The Omen, where the whole room, remember, <laughs> he tore pages off the Bible and painted them up on the room and everything. Right, yeah. great artist steel or something, like that, right? <laughs> but that was a nice. I like that setting. It's a nice because it looks like what they're trying to keep something out, or try to keep something in. In yeah. right, kind of like the movie The Keep. Why did you build the movie The Keep with Michael Mann? Why did yeah. you Why did you Why did they build that to keep something in or to because it's the keeps decorated by silver crosses. Right. Also,
1: yeah. more recently, uh, the movie Winchester. what? Okay. It's about, uh, was it Mary Winchester, the wife of the Winchester, you know, firearms? Okay. Remember the story about her where in her house she would build rooms and then lock those rooms to lock the spirits in there that she trapped (laughs) that haunt her from all the deaths, from all the guns.
0: Well, just remember the clothes you pick for the day. If you die, those are your ghost clothes.
1: That's right, you have to wear them forever, don't you? Forgot so, that rule. So always
0: wear sweatpants, right? That's why I wear sweatpants because if you're dying, you're sweatpants. Hey, at least I'm, co- I'm, I'm comfy, comfy right?
1: Yeah. I'd rather go in my sweats. I'm wearing
0: sweatpants right now, so I'm ready to die. I'm ready to go. I had this conversation with my wife before we started. We're like, how come we don't see some, like, ghosts from the 2000s? Like, I'm spooky, bitch. Come on.
1: <laughs> Ooh, what's <laughs>
0: up? <laughs> you know you don't. No. <laughs> You know, it's it, uh, <laughs> you know they roll up the one pants leg. You know, then I know you're from the 2000s, right? Right, yeah. You or don't really you... see the period much. Or they, your ghosts. your your pants are kind of hanging low, or your your dangling. Then I know you're from the 2000s. I know you're a new ghost. What's up? How you doing? Right, yeah.
1: you're not an ancient ghost. You don't look anything like an ancient
0: ghost. All right. All right, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to talk about uh, why you should not have Rottweilers. Well, hello, everyone. I am Billy Dees from the self-titled Billy Dees Podcast. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and many more of the best podcast networks. Join me for my commentary and interviews. Follow me on Twitter, really easy to find, at Billy Dees. I am Billy Dees. I'd love to have you listen in. We're back. Uh, all right, Vince, have you ever uh, have you ever been ever had a Rottweiler? ever seen them?
1: Uh, I've seen them. I mean, they okay. can be pretty vicious. They um, look mean, but they, they're the
0: biggest babies. Right? <laughs> they, just, they have the knobby tail. Right. you have a knobby tail. It's
1: kind of like the T-Rex. It looks ferocious, but it's got this tiny little Little arms, baby feet. Little baby arms. My baby,
0: my baby feet. Right. Right. So, um, obviously, the story has something to do with Rottweilers. Apparently, Damien's, one of his parents was a Rottweiler or whatever. Yeah. And then the guard, the Rottweilers guard the grave site, right? Yeah. That's when they go investigate and discover. And then the problem with the, the scene is it took a lot longer to do because the Rottweilers were so passive- they wanted to play and hang out and lick Richard. Why uh, I keep saying it, Gregory Peck and Dave Warner. So they were like, we, they're so they wanted to hang out and play. They weren't looking vicious at all, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh yeah yeah, they so uh, us,
1: please give us treats.
0: Right? Yeah, 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 play. Come on, and play. Then Gregory Peck would be on the ground and just want to play with him, and lick his ears and stuff. And like, this doesn't look mean, right? <laughs> this isn't <laughs> this, working. This isn't working. Right. And then they have. Uh, uh, David Warner said we had to put like raw meat under our clothing under our, yeah. Urgh, so would they would actually meat. attack them. So he goes, Anytime you see him bite an arm, it was just they, they never bit my arm. It was just the meat that in my my sleeves that they're biting. But it took a long time because they're not that kind of animal. They look mean, they look vicious, but they're just not that.
1: Right? It's kind of like a bulldog, right? Bulldogs, yeah. they, they're just sloppy slobbers, right? You know?
0: But that one scene when Damien's in his room and then there's a Rottweiler with him. Right, don't mess with him. Also, um, remember the scene of they go to the zoo, right? Uh, yes. Lee Brennan takes you to the zoo, and the animals are like, it's like a repellent. It's like they bring Damien, and even the giraffes are like, get away from me, right? They, they did, they, they, they sense it, right?
1: Yeah, they sense the badness, <laughs>
0: right? This toxic,
1: ah! the predator, right? Yeah,
0: to, to the scene of uh, they're going the baboons. Remember the baboons attack the car.
1: Yeah, they're yeah. going nuts.
0: And that's authentic. Lee Remnick was actually petrified. That's not her pretending or anything. She was petrified of these baboons with showing their teeth and she didn't know how to drive the stick shift. And she tried.
1: I'm literally going to die. <laughs> Damien, please no. <laughs> right? I mean, as an actor or actress, you've got to be kind of wondering sometimes when you're yeah. taking on these roles and these stories, it's like, and things go wrong on the set and stuff, or something like that, like yeah. superstition. There was
0: there was like a lot of reports of weird things happening during the shooting of this movie. Principal shooting of this movie. Right. Um, Richard Donner something. was staying at a hotel, and he went to shoot the movie during that time. The IRA bombed the hotel where he was staying. at, So it's just it's this set of circumstances, and I think it's a little more emphasized because that's what the movie's about. You know, you know. Oh yeah, during the set we had this. Light, play it up, yeah, we're filming it and then the light can just fell down almost killed us all. You know. Right. So it was there was some authentic stuff, but of course it was built up, you know. Yeah. Right, yeah. You know, it's a in a little bit of Yeah, 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 sure, yeah. Um the ending was after principal shooting because the ending was this smoking gun. Remember the last shot to the dad. Remember Greg Gregor. Gregory Peck was going to kill his kid at church, and he needed a certain knife. Because he found out who he was. Dan's going to get so mad at me. He knows He knows my memory what the name of the knives are, what Leo McKern gives him. And remember, you had to put them in a certain order. You had to do it in a certain order. There's like seven of them, and you had to do a certain order of a stabbing to the kid, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't, if you want to look it up, what the knives were and the omen were called. And they they look weird. They almost look like... They weren't like a knife. They looked like cylinder blade. Yeah, they were definitely unique. Like a dagger almost. Right, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was supposed to be the end. The gunshot. And you're supposed to be like, well, did he survive or whatever? Did uh-huh. he get him or not? Yeah, did he get him? Did not? he get Damien? And the or... cops are like, don't do that. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because the, the cops, of course, were on their way. Yeah. Right. And of course, this is why it's all like, oh, is it real?
0: Stop. Stop. Don't kill your son. You know, right, the, there's a gunshot and there's supposed to be the special fact in the fact this gun was so oily and it was hard to handle and because they wanted to shoot the, you see the bullet come out of it. So it was, and it was very smoky to begin with. It was very hard to grab you, what you read watching the documentary, the making of the open legacy, they explained all this problems with the gun. They had more than they wanted to care about right. shooting the gun with this smoky f- effect with it. And um when they were done with that they're like, No, we need something more from this. We needed a punch to deliver. Um, so they come up with the craft idea of Damien at his father's funeral <laughs> at the end. Right. Yeah, the father's funeral and the very famous scene of him turning around and smiling. Like yes. he, he knew all along what was this but right? Well he knows who he is. Yeah, who he is and he knew all along that what's transpiring is because of him and you know, Well
1: it's like here's the deal right he yeah. all people that knew about it had to go
0: right. right yeah yeah
1: right there could be no witnesses right yeah and his father was the last one but how do you get rid of the dad right
0: right because right. the kids can't do it right right
1: he can't just directly murder his dad
0: no you notice that Damien doesn't directly He'd murder anybody right it's almost like an accident with the bicycle that he hits the chair he doesn't really make contact with his mom right yeah she falls twice in the movie but that was not the so the, the the final ending of the movie of Damien of smiling and how they did it is the most comical thing of all of it because behind the camera the entire crew is behind the camera and Richard Donner sitting in his chair he goes all right all right Harvey turn to look at us and he goes don't you smile don't you ever smile and everybody's making funny faces at him like boo don't I don't smile, we're never gonna be friends again. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> the kids just of course it just draws it out <laughs> right. even more, right? Like you were doing it to me right now. And I, was <laughs> try, I was trying not to smile. Look at my face, there's a giant smile on it, right? Yeah. yeah. But without that context, just seeing it, it's like that evil kid.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: That evil kid, just look at him. He's enjoying it.
1: Yeah. But you know, I have to say, you know, speaking of like Damien, right? You know, yeah. South Park, of course,
0: had Damien in many episodes, <laughs> right? With the was is that the Saddam Hussein and? Uh... Uh,
1: no, Damien being the son of Satan, right? I
0: thought uh, Saddam and Satan had a kid together. No, they were just in a relationship.
1: They were just in a relationship together. <laughs> All right. Right, yeah. but like Damien comes from hell uh, in a South Park episode, you know. And, All right. Um, <laughs> right. So I thought, you know. It's well-known, right, the story, like I was saying, that the story is. And because it is, it was well-written, and, it, and it's so feasible. And, yeah. you know, one of the things was, you know, is that you were led to believe that, well, some powerful politician, I guess, could really be the devil, <laughs> right? I <laughs> yeah, mean, seriously, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. was like the last Well, that's season. what it builds up to the sequels, right? Yeah, yeah and the yeah. sequels especially is like, that. that is mm. like what is like, oh, my God, the Antichrist, right? It's like... Holy! It could be
0: the president. It could be any- anybody. Yeah, you know, that's a gimmick. It could be here. He could be here now and
1: yeah. walking amongst us.
0: But these st- these st- uh, South Park still makes Damien appear occasionally.
1: Uh, I can't recall the last episode that he was in. Maybe he might have. Yeah. I-, I thought he was in more more than one. Um, he definitely was in the video game, the first one. Uh, yeah. Um But yeah, it, it's cute because he keeps like it's the Damien from the Omen. You know. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was kind of neat, and very related to this. So,
0: and Richard Donner went on to do some other cool movies because he's he did uh, Goonies, he did Superman one and two. He did the Goonies. He did Goonies. Um, when all... he said dead, did he write it? He directed it. Directed it. Yeah. Um, he did all the Lethal Weapons up to part four. So, <laughs> so he's um, Shane Black wrote uh, Lethal Weapon. Richard Donner directed them. He's the one that um, because Riggs partner. Um, it just said partner, right? And in the description of the screenplay was this older guy. And um Danny Glover came for audition. Richard Dunn was like, Well, thanks for coming, you are old, but the script didn't ask for a black guy. And written Danny Glover's like, Well, I'm still a guy. And Richard eventually apologized. He goes, You know, we got to this point where we gotta stop, you know. And he admitted, he goes, I it was just so stupid of me. Why it, I thought, like, hey, it's got to be, you know, you have to put it directly in that script, then I'll know. But, no, that's how Danny Glover got the role. Wow. Right, because the script didn't ask for a black guy, but. Well, here I am. Well, I
1: suppose man. at the time that was like the norm. Like everything was white people got the roles unless like the role called. Right. For it, and he's
0: almost apologized. It mainly just assumed that the guy had to be white. It didn't, you know, it didn't say a black guy. It mainly assumed it's going to have to be a white right. guy. Right. It probably didn't right.
1: say a white guy either, but he just assumed.
0: You know, just assumed it's just an older white guy. The older, older guy didn't, what, on his last day? So I'm too, too old.
1: You know, Speaking of the lethal, lethal Weapons series, it has yeah. has to be one of my favorites.
0: It yeah. has the components that Donner uses of just... It's intimate. You know, it's Riggs and... God, I can't Murtaugh. Remember. Murtaugh. We're literally their relationship, right? Yeah. But right. everything going around them is spectacular. It's just outrageous. And
1: Well, it's the other guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and he does that in Superman. Superman's kind of like him, but everything around it is just
1: the original it, Superman
0: yeah the, the Christopher Reeve stuff and Donner does that very well Goonies is a huge spectacle but he's able to capture little intimate moments to make it really right really...
1: like that moment where he thinks that the one <laughs> girl thinks that she's kissing whatever <laughs> she ends up kissing the, like, the right. younger kid and he's all like oh my god that was awesome
0: or that coin is the head of Martin Sheen and not Robert Kennedy <laughs> John F.
1: Kennedy right Yes. yeah
0: <laughs> So I, that's one of the, I think, the hallmark of Richard Donner is he's able to do these crafties, epic pieces, but able to a little bit of, slip, yeah, a little slice of intimacy that makes it worth it. He, I think he knows, one of the, I think he knows tone. I think he knows how to do a tone. It could be a dark-themed movie, but he has the right tone for it, you know?
1: You know, The, the Omen was just uh, all around just an enjoyable movie, especially for yeah. this time of year, you know? like if you're well, it's filled for in some- the fall too right i'm saying if, if you want to like have like a nice scare where you got to cuddle up with your significant other or whatnot <laughs> right? right you know it, it's so good because it, it it uses that imagination part of your brain that yeah. so many movies like oh we're going to show you what our interpretation is and stuff of this and you're going to see our nice special effects this really tasks your imagination because it it is about that suspense, that connection with the audience, like do you believe that this is happening? Could be, right?
0: One of the hallmarks, we're we're almost here, almost here, uh, almost done here, but one of the hallmarks uh, scenes is the decapitation scene of the glass. Now I remember as a kid, being heard about it, some people telling about it. And I was actually frightened to the point of seeing this because people, oh, yeah, the guy gets his head off by a plane of glass. And I remember hearing about it, actually, and then it built up to my mind to when it actually, I got to see this movie and I knew it was coming, I kind of, oh, my.
1: It didn't help, But did now it? it's kind
0: of almost, I mean, the head rolls off. <laughs> it's just. It's a little comical. now. Right, ideas, and there's right? no, the problem with it is there's no blood involved. So and Donner knew that, so he put like cups of wine in the building that the the plain glass goes through. So you do see a little bit of liquid spillage as sure. they're like we need spillage, something I don't know, we did paint whatever. So he did put like cups of wine, and you'll see it if you ever that the head goes off, and then you see when it goes through the build the 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 store that's all these cups of wine or blood every going everywhere. So. Yeah. That's crazy, <laughs>
1: but no, that's that's uh, the the priest, right? When he gets
0: no, it's the journalist of uh, the journalist. Or, yeah, yeah, Robert yeah, yeah. God, Dave. Would. Dave did not want to go on set to see his head get kicked out. Capitated. He didn't want to see it. He was not out there on site. He did not want to be present. No, he's stuck in his trailer. I don't. That's st- superstitious stuff, right? right? You know what I'm saying? It's like when you're a part of films right. like this. I don't know. Like- could you? If, could you know that they made a makeup a body double of you and they're going to cut its head off? Would like, you? Yeah, mean- uh,
1: that's me over there. I'm about to die. Uh, right. Uh, then I got to go stand over there afterwards. uh I don't know. I don't know. It kind of. I don't know if I'm going to do that. But still, the. I,
0: I, it's practical special effects. they nothing CGI. They really had to come up with the geometry of the slope and how you get the head. And, you got to film it, right? And the, you only got How many takes? You, you only can do one time because, what, you can make another head? That's Well, you know, yeah.
1: movies invent technologies just like war does, right? Yeah. I mean, think of, like, the bullet time developed for The Matrix, right, where there was no... ability before then to get like three D full three D where you could stop motion and do all this stuff, not all just CGI stuff, right? Yeah. And and so I think that's amazing that you know that you develop these techniques and such.
0: All right. Well that's the end of the podcast. Um God do you know anybody named Damien? I think the movie ruined it for people naming their kids Damien Damien. Damien I need
1: famous athletes named Damien.
0: I don't know. I think that's done for now. I don't think he can. I don't think. it. I don't. I'm sure there's somebody out there with that name. I know like Darian. Yeah, but I don't I know don't. if
1: I know any Damians.
0: David uh, Seltzer, when he wrote this, wanted to use the word the name Tomlin because of a uh, neighbor kid was the bully that picked on him. That was his name is Domlin. But Domlin. They, yeah.
1: Tomlin. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's kind of weak. Damien. Damien. Kind of like demon though. It works. I don't know if I've ever met a Damien. I know, I know,
1: <laughs> I know. Darren. You know, right. I know Damien, but not Damien.
0: If you're a Damien, please contact the podcast. And, yes, uh, please
1: reach out to us. Go. We are very interested to, to meet you. <laughs> we'll even have you on as a guest of the show to talk about this. It's very right. interesting
0: fact. Right. All right. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks for coming, Vince. Thank Just you for having me.